0: Welcome to Lowering the Rim. Are you ready to throw it down? Yeah, we ready. we it in the air. Look at the hang. That basketball will never be the same. You go to the hole, it's dominate. We talking about practice, man. Hey, what's up? Welcome to another episode of Lowering the Rim podcast, a podcast where we lower the rim to. We lower our goals. We We set our goals. We lower the podcast to regular norms. (laughs) Say it, you say it. You say the proper one. We set our goals to reasonable heights. Or to a realistic height. Or to we're, realistic height. We're that's still, also acceptable. Or to s- workshop in that for seven copy feet is also acceptable. We talked to our media team, and they're trying to figure out what's the best SEO. Yeah, hashtag us if you think of one. If you think of which one you like. Reasonable or realistic? So, I think reasonable naturally flows off the tongue better than realistic. Reasonable. Realistic. Reasonable. <laughs> I like reasons. I like them Chewy both. candy. Is that a candy? Reasons? Yeah, reason. You don't remember reason? They're really chewy. Oh, boy. Yeah? You better better have a good 15 minutes free if you're eating one of those. Well, I found a reason for you. Did you find a reason (laughs) for me? To change who I used to be? A reason reason to to start over new? And that's from the basketball... Uh, and the reason is Drew. All right. <laughs> welcome to the show. Hoopa Stank. It's oh, <laughs> our new podcast. Well, it's our sub name. <laughs> so. Copyright, trademarked. All right. What are we talking about today? Sub name. Uh, what? Who, did anyone plan anything? Yeah. <laughs> I've got a plan. Uh, today we're going to talk about, we're going to continue our podcast on hell. Um,. And now we're going to talk about heaven. If you don't know, about two or three episodes back, we, two episodes, she was giving me the number two, <laughs> <laughs> two episodes back, uh, we talked about um, hell, H-E-double, um, very basketball related episode. And so today we're going to continue that talk and talk about what our ideas of heaven are and how much basketball you think we'll actually be playing and who is the goat going to be? In heaven. What was your when you were a kid? What was your uh, visual brain picture of heaven? <laughs> I'll tell you mine because you're taking too long. Uh, <laughs> there was basketball involved, and uh, you could dunk from half or full court, sort of like an NBA Jam mm. cheat code. Uh, there's a typical golden streets. Was it just like NBA jam, but you never miss? You never miss? I remember saying in Sunday school. And Turbo's always on. I remember telling my Sunday school teacher, you'll be able to dunk from half court in heaven. No way. And they said, yeah. Yeah, what was their response to that? I don't remember. I remember thinking they described heaven and it was very philosophical beat philosophically beyond my first-grade brain, and I just said, no, you'll be able to dunk from half-court. Yeah, yeah, uh-huh. But it was often... Uh, yeah, they were t- I mean, they were talking about the mansions that every person has, and the sort of mm-hmm. the table that you'll be sitting at that's just filled with Oh, food. I forgot about the banqueting table. Yeah, the banquet Ew. table. And, you know, my these- mansion next to your mansion these sort of fil- more philosophical ideas were beyond us as children <laughs> <laughs> the banqueting table kind of reminds me of and that scene in Talladega Nights where they sit down for dinner and they just have a glutton of what any KFC any type Eden. of fast food that you could possibly mm-hmm. want burgers yeah. Yeah. and they look like they're just about to mow down Ew, that sounds a lot like hell to me <laughs> Or so than heaven. See, I I think depends that's if sense. Will's at the table. <laughs> yeah. If John's at the if table. I'm eating Kentucky fried chicken for eternity. Boy, I'm having a good time. Well, and it's you, kitchen fried now. And you, it's sort of that. <laughs> it's it's sort of that. Um, scene. Well, it won't in, give you cholesterol. In uh, Casper, where the the ghosts are just eating whatever they want, all sorts of food, and it goes right through them. Fall into the floor. Poor boy Casper's having to clean it up. Yeah, but those souls are, like, damned. They can't ever f- fulfill their needs, and they're stuck on Earth and Casper. <laughs> yeah, but they're having a good time. Unfinished <laughs> business. It's number two business. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think I, as a kid, I, I thought it was really bright, and uh, you just s- sort of take the things that you... I mean, you don't really grow out of that. You just take the things that you like about your life now <laughs> and you just say that's what it's going to be. Uh. Mm. So as you get older, you like different. I like to make music, so I'm going to be making music for eternity. I'm going to be podcasting for eternity. To I mean... the glorious heavenly Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, my I having, uh, I will be greeted by um, Georgia, Florida line, George, Florida, Georgia line, Georgia Florida. The, the Backstreet Boys, and Nelly at those curly gates, and then once I get past them, there I see Kenny G, there I see, uh, and then it's just a Garth Brooks concert for the rest of eternity. Uh, Featuring Lightning Bolton. Wow. Oh. With, with uh, Michael Bolton. With some motivational speeches by Matthew McConaughey in between the concerts. Oh, well, the six pillars of heaven are, are <laughs> held up by Matthew McConaughey. I mean, he's sort of the atlas <laughs> to the, the whole. What are the six pillars? Uh, all right, is you know, one. All right, all right. Uh, Caleb, you know come on. Oh, I know. Green light. I know it ends in courage. Courage is the last There's one. two R's. Is honesty there. one? Courage. Respect? Respect is definitely one. Accountability? I don't Account- think that's one. No, that is what one. Is it? Respect, accountability, courage. I forget what the other three are. Anyway. Or, anyway. Those tenets will hold up the pillars of heaven. Just Zeus throwing Michael Bolton's. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me how am I <laughs> uh, oh. yeah, what you do you remember what you thought it would be like? I just Yeah. Thought I, I thought I just explained that. It was just uh, that audio adrenaline song, wasn't but, but it? I, Specifically to you though. I mean but playing, being good at basketball was definitely a big part of that. Um I think chocolate chip cookies had a had a played a big role. Um uh, you would just imagine the fish and loaves miracle, but it's all chocolate I chip mean, cookies. I mean, yeah, you. So, I like, Chips and loaves. I envisioned the suburbs, but the streets are gold. <laughs> I always thought everything was going like, to be white, like on Bill and Ted. You know, remember yeah, how just everything's really bright, just white, just really yeah, bright and, and very clean. That's. I mean, I think that's sort of a pretty common depiction. Um, you know, I can only imagine. Yeah, it'll be like. Well, well, only imagine. I I, What I say is, imagine there is no heaven, and there is no hell. Well, I would say, if you want to view paradise, (laughs) simply look around and view it. Well, what I would rebut is, para para (laughs) paradise. Oh, 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 that's heaven. Well, so, what I was thinking about heaven is, is, if you saw the streets, they were all yellow. Yeah, wow. I have to say, this is what I have to say, is that heaven is listening to all of Coldplay's songs As after, after a rush of blood to the head. <laughs> <laughs> that's heaven. I think heaven's I'm heaven. on earth. <laughs> you know uh, what that's worth? Yeah. Well, I'm just wondering how far is heaven. Not that far what are you 32 <laughs> <laughs> boy well let's hope I mean we'll see what my how long my stint in hell is before I reach heaven mm. what do you think it is now I have even less of an idea good. but whenever I try it's to, good son whenever I try to picture anything on this earth for eternity. It, uh, it, eventually, to me, sounds like hell. Mmm. Chocolate chip cookies, just to... immortality. Mmm. Sounds tough. I don't know. I can't. I just can't picture it. <laughs> now, this doesn't have to do with heaven, but uh, well, I'll actually. Before I get into that, I'll ask Drew what his interpretation of heaven is now. What are you thirty-four? Mm-hmm. I don't necessarily have one but I do what Caleb just said I remember wigging myself out as a kid trying to wrap I try to sit there and wrap my mind around the idea that after this life the next life is forever and then you just start to you ever have that moment where you're trying to grasp something and you kind of grasp it but then it's just too big for you mm. to fully comprehend and it just kind of I don't know how to describe it it just sort of bends your mind in a way I remember doing that as a little kid cuz I just I couldn't understand how after you die you go into eternity and there's nothing after that because our lives now are all based on like what's the next thing what's the yeah. next thing what's the next thing and there's Apparently there is no next thing after that. It's eternal, right? So, mm. isn't yeah. that weird? It's well, like it's hard. Well, it's hard to imagine anything outside of time. Because That's what eternity would be. Yeah, it's just it's it's not. There is no time. It's not anymore. sequential. Mm-hmm. It's not one moment after another. It's just a moment, uh, and that's that's the only way I can comprehend. You ever have those moments in your life where you like you're having. Um, a very, like, positive experience where, like, you've just completely lost track of time, and then, uh, probably meditation is probably the best, the, the most normal way to get to that point, but, when, then when you open your eyes, metaphorically or, or physically, you're like, oh, wait, where did the time go? Hmm. Yeah, you know. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's, uh, that's you an ever think idea. about the other thing I never could understand as a kid well even now I keep saying as a kid I still don't understand it you learn about ancient people so you would know who they are right and then if you see them in heaven it's like do they know who you are? How does that work? Because You know who they are. My they spoke a different language when they were on Earth. How are we communicating? Is it all just telepathic? And some tongues. Uh, telepathic. Do you well, have a guardian angel? Well, so so I will say I think I think eternity is physical. I don't think. Mm. Uh, I don't think it's it's like the physical completely dies away and it's just. The spiritual. It's just a fog everywhere. Just sort of a mist. I think. I think (laughs) the the original. The original plan for the physical world was to be eternal. Eternal. But then, um, so animals would still be there and all that. Yeah, we'd be in the bush. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I think. I think the physical. All of physical reality is redeemed eventually. You think, you think snakes are getting redeemed? Or? Yeah. Sure! They'll, they'll be just become l- guanas or some type of lizard. Oh, uh, sort of a guan? Here's what I wanted. Before you enter into the next life, there's this sort of buffer room. Uh, and in this room, you can... It's like a simulator, and you can experience anything that you never got to experience on earth so like i want to know what it's like to do acid <laughs> many, uh, effects uh negative effects of it so you're just going on a bender before you enter into heaven well you can also do <laughs> stuff like what's it like to die from jumping off of a building <laughs> or uh swimming in gatorade i never got to do that potentially get, you're doing that now get creative <laughs> But jump into a, a giant vat of jello you didn't until you, and you didn't have enough money you know to do some of these things so you sort of have the simulator of endless possibilities and then it's like okay I'm bored here I've done everything I can think of let's go to the next place so what's the first thing you're doing then in this uh, hypothetical buffer room <laughs> Me, I'll just go first while what you think. I'm playing to a sold-out crowd of 80,000 <laughs> with the O'Neaters behind me <laughs> backing me, and we are just having a mm. glorious time up on stage. Um, That's a good one. Teeny boppers everywhere. That's a good use of your simula- simulation coins. <laughs> and I am belting it, and I win the the sing-song show. (laughs) All the judges (laughs) liked it. Uh, Wow. Yeah. You have one, Caleb Keegan? You have one? uh, I would be a successful influencer. Oh. (laughs) I would... um, Boy, I'd be, I gotta uh, say, I, <laughs> I mean, I like the internet. There's a lot of good things that came out of the internet. Uh, this podcast is going to be able to go up yeah. because of the internet. But I hope it, heaven is scrubbed of the internet. I will, <laughs> I'm just going to say that right now. Boy, I hope I have a successful podcast and. <laughs> wow. I hope I, uh, I, hope I get to, to revisit all my sites, and I, I hope you know. I hope heaven has... I get to log into my. Uh, my Chrome or my Mo- Mozilla or my Safari, and all my book- bookmarks are saved. Caleb, though, um, I hate to disappoint you, but Net- Netscape has sort of a stranglehold <laughs> on heaven. That's all. That's throttled. all you can get. Heaven. Netscape. Um, uh, in my buffer room, we will need a floppy. <laughs> I hit the simulator and suddenly I'm in a garage playing music with some guys in a band and we start riffing and then I just start riffing on the guitar What do you guys think of this? And then I get to experience the whole Eye of the Tiger from playing it live, writing it, recording it. So in the buffer room, you it, you write Eye of the Tiger. I just want the process of that, you know, because songs like that you almost don't imagine. Seems like nobody wrote it. Name the band who sings Eye of the Tiger. Survivor. Caleb oh, knows, but he's a music guy. But most people don't. Sorry, I t- I totally pulled the rug out from under your. The he did. Mind he did. Experiment he did. Thought. He did. Uh, so they were sort of a, I guess, a one-hit wonder. But man, what a, what a hit to write, I guess. not I guess I know that's quite. Here's a, a little hit to write. thing. What if you are in the simulator now, and you, this life you have is the one you wanted, and you also wanted to implement that you forgot that you died. <laughs> 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 oh so you mean we're like putting it off sometimes it yeah okay that makes that makes sense yeah happen. I don't here's what I think heaven's gonna be it's gotta be big right how's it fitting all these people on it <laughs> heaven's a lot to be real estate, uh unless you're the what's the religion that thinks only 144,000 are in getting in Uh, Jehovah's Witness. Man. As far as I know, that's what I've heard. So then it wouldn't be cramped. It'd be pretty spacious, but... Heaven Acre... Heaven Acres are very expensive. (laughs) Cost you your soul. (laughs) (laughs) Make sure you get those acres. You think there'll be... I hope there's a really good economy in Heaven. (laughs) I hope they've got a balanced budget up there. You know. Hopefully, got checks and balances. What do you think you do in heaven? Like what? Well, what religion, is religion told us that uh, you just kind of fly around God all day and say hallelujah? <laughs> mm. But I actually don't think <laughs> like you're hallelujah. <laughs> You're yes. just singing the hymn book front to back and you then you sing, repeat? You're singing Leonard Cohen's Hallelujah. Not Jeff Buckley's. Leonard Cohen's. Hallelujah. Uh, Man, I don't think... I. Here's what this I think about weird. heaven, Drew. Heaven's for real. Uh, no. Uh, I think you'll never be like statically doing one thing or understanding one thing or you'll have grasp the entire concept of existence in the universe you will constantly be expanding and growing your we'll call it your consciousness for now and your concept of god and you'll always be learning it'll always be growing bigger and you'll never actually be able to reach a point where you like level off flatly and know everything What are you learning, I guess, is the... I don't know, I don't... You're not like, when you say learning, you don't mean like learning chemistry and mathematics. Maybe you could be, I don't know, but... Like you don't need doctors in heaven, right? Hypothetically? No. I'm just saying like you're, let's call it your... Your knowing? Your your sense of knowing? Yeah, your enlightenment? Yeah, you'll never be able to reach a point where you're not enlightened. You'll always just boom forever. Boom. Grow. Interesting. Spiritually grow forever. Are you aware of other other beings there, other people? Oh, yeah, I'm sure. That's what I think. I also think heaven will be uh, weirdly underwhelming, but then you'll like... You'll have to slowly learn to love it, and then you'll, and then you'll uh, love it so much that you don't want anything else. It'll be underwhelming. Mm-hmm. It'll just be I'll like pack that. Like you'll be. This is just a wild guess, but it'll just be like what? This is it. This is it. Please let me know. Huey will be there. Uh, he's on the playbill. A <laughs> uh, lot of musicians in I heaven. Think, I like that. I think it'll be. Uh, Do you remember if that? You could, if you could imagine the the Earth in perfect uh, unity with itself, and everybody's going to have a separate idea of what that is, but every every part of it will be. Like at the perfect moment in all of the creatures. And so I don't think you'll be bored because there'll always be something to look at or experience. Or experience it's it new. deeper. I said. Se- experience it deeper. I meant you'll be underwhelmed at first. But then you'll. Yeah. Chain. You your will, perspective will change. Yeah, your perspective will change and you'll start to like. Appreciate the. Uh, Detail yeah. and the the. You'll be present with it. And maybe I mean maybe you may not even like it for a little bit. It'd be like exercise. Hmm. Okay. You love it after. Yeah. Yeah. But you had to. But I don't know. That's just a guess. I can't. You know what I can't wait to see is the sort of t- muscle and tone that people are able to <laughs> achieve it. In- It'll be the eternity of, of Gold's Gym.
1: <laughs> yeah, <Wreaths> of <laughs> Gold's Gym. the physical
0: aspect is so interesting because, like, our people are... I can't imagine people are, like, the age they die at, right? Uh, you're not an infant and you're not a 90-year-old person in yeah. heaven, right? Like, You'll be... You'll, well, you'll be 33
1: Will you even age,
0: know you're an said. age? Like will you even understand that hey I'm an age? Do you I don't know. Maybe I think you won't. So. Maybe you won't even know you're an age. You'll I think be you'll, all ages. I think you'll know everything about yourself on earth. But like it's a continuation of this life? But mm-hmm. you'll have a different perspective. I've heard that before. It'll be mostly um sort of a flowing orgy of <laughs> <laughs> It does help to give you some, like, encouragement in this life if you think about it's a continuation. Because it, it means the stuff that you do now is not pointless, meaningless. It has, some, it has some, some sort of carryover effect, whether positive or negative, right? Well, it would do that even if you didn't go to an afterlife because you have an, you leave traces and impressions on the earth, that affect people right. forever. Yeah, oh like yeah, we're, we're yeah. completely affected by all of the people who have come before us. Yeah, that's okay. That and, makes sense. Um, some would say that there is no afterlife, and just your Facebook page that's left standing is your afterlife. You just <laughs> you live inside the page. <laughs> That sounds yeah. like a Twilight Zone episode. <coughs> Once you die, you and in, you inhabit your I can't internet post presence. Anything. See, that's the that's the yeah. that's the thing I don't understand. Some people want to live on this earth forever. That I I don't think I could ever. I could understand wanting to live for a long time, but forever just sounds yeah. Especially in like tough. I guess my only experience is with the culture of the United States, but we really value the idea of not dying which is like what it's kind of what you're saying right like yeah you know i'm not telling people to go end it but it's like this But end it you no know, <laughs> yeah we're just infatuated with this idea of immortality and like longevity and look younger forever and mm. Yeah, some old people who just naturally let themselves get old look really cool. Yeah. So you can look cool, cool old. Well, Cold. and uh, everything, <laughs> e- everything in our culture points to, I don't youth. I guess I don't know how to say this. Like death, being bad. Uh, I would interject and say death is bad and unnatural it wasn't the way that the world that God intended if you in Genesis in the Genesis story but wouldn't you say it's natural now it's um like cause if you set, tell someone that oh, death's not natural then they might be like oh I don't ever want to die but it, it actually is natural now because everybody does it it's like being born yeah it's natural because of um, I was getting into theology but it's natural <laughs> because of, of s- sin but that wasn't the original plan death wasn't in the original plan so so yes no. what if it was we, what if it is in the original plan what if eating the apples in the original plan for um, for humans suffering and I'm just throwing it out there yeah, yeah. I don't know what's true <laughs> I, well <laughs> I do and let me just come <laughs> in here and I'm just gonna give you some truth here. yeah I wasn't <laughs> speaking so much theologically more as culturally like we I, I just well, I guess I can't articulate well, it very well well I think well, what but... you're saying is we want immortal life for the wrong reasons we 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 want beauty because of uh because it makes us feel better about ourselves or because it it gives us hits and clicks yeah it makes us um not have to deal with uh not have to deal with reality i guess the reality that we are growing older um, Sometimes you just gotta yeah, snap maybe, back to reality, or that we want to live forever because we want to, we want to keep um, indulging ourselves in the passions of our uh, of our life. We're want <laughs> to, we want to, you know, we want to <laughs> eat more of our chocolate chip cookies. We want to make that dunk shot one more time. And we want to dunk that kangaroo. Does that sound good to you? <laughs> no, that's not what that's I'm thinking. I just can't articulate it. Let me try another one. Uh. <laughs> it just has such a negative connotation. Um, death? Yeah. Well, but it's because it smells bad. <laughs> <laughs> but the thing is, I guess we don't. I guess what I'm saying is, like, if. Maybe, like, when people die and we're. I mean, it is. It, like, like it, <laughs> some. Cu- I guess what I'm trying. To... Some cultures celebrate death in the sense of, oh, they're in a much better place now. Like, oh. Uh, I think envy is probably too strong of a word, but do you, you know what I mean? Like, they look at it as this uh, celebration that they've left sort of the harshness and the cruelty of this world and moved on to a better place. Mm. Whereas in our culture, it's like, let's hold on as long as possible, even when there's like zero quality of life, because death is is the worst possible Outcome. Let me, yeah, Does that make yeah. more sense? Um, I'm, hmm. gonna, I'm gonna put it in theological terms if I can. Uh, it's people wanting immortality because they don't want to let go of sin of the of the things that make this world fallen. Maybe. Mm. Yeah. I don't, don't you just think people are just scared of death? I mean, it's just that. I mean, that's simple. part of it. It's the unknown, yeah. right? But I mean. Um, it's the scariest thing in the world, right? I mean, I guess living a tortured life might be worse yeah, than Yeah, it seems dying, like it could but, be a release, uh, honestly, for what some people suffer through, right? Yeah, that's true. But, yeah. But, man, it's scary. You can't do it with someone. You do it alone. Yeah, you do have to do it alone. That's kind of... I mean, maybe there'll be people at your side, but you cross over into, mm. and not everyone believes in an afterlife. So some people think you're just your worm food. Yeah. So, do you have any other thoughts on that? On what I'm trying to no. articulate here. <laughs> <Excuse me. laughs> I'm just doing no, such a terrible job at articulating. Now, you it. and I, Drew, we went to the Death Museum. And, mm. uh, I've never. I mean, I've always. I I've think death was a loose term. It's more I've, like uh, the. It just sounds, I think instead of the Death Museum, if they wanted to, um, more accurately describe it, but also lose a lot of clientele, they could have called it the, um. Eye source. Well, well, no, I was going to say <laughs> the, um what do you call that psychopaths slaughterhouse (laughs) it's like oh you could just call it murderers victims museum or something like (laughs) that that would be way more accurate uh, description yeah when you explained it to me it's sounded. it's it sounded like that a lot of portions was just looking at my feet i couldn't actually look at what was on yeah i mean it start. there were some like just like death facts like on some walls that were like interesting but yeah it's mostly like like insane serial killers the like crime scene photos of those serial killers yeah like what they had done to the victims um there was old like beheadings or like public square killings some of their violent letters they had written And I've, like... I don't know. I think everyone's questioned whether or not God exists. But when I was in there, Hmm. I, like, for sure thought, like, man, there is actually no God. This Hmm. feels so hollow in here. Uh, Yeah. I mean, I saw... I won't go into detail, but there was one serial killer series of images that I unfortunately saw and will not be able to unsee but i just could not believe the insane things that people do on acid Mm. because they were on acid was what the description said but i'm not saying not everyone who does acid does that obviously but um, it's probably a combination of their already thoughts and feelings they the already edge. had, it plus was, uh, the acid uh, takes them over the edge. Yeah, it was something about a guy who was jealous of another guy, and so they like kidnapped him, did acid, and just we'll leave it there. But uh, it's, uh, <laughs> it's I just time. couldn't. Yeah, I couldn't believe that that place was open for business. I would, I would never uh, patron that I, establishment ever mm-hmm. again. And uh, as I left, I said to the guy at the desk, Whew, that was rough. And he says to me, pointing to the doors, it Gets a whole lot worse out there. You have a good day. Ooh. It's dark. Sounds a bit rehearsed, but... <laughs> um, <laughs> but I get it. Oh, God. Yeah, Keegan, I have to agree with you that... That, I mean... Pain and pain and suffering in the world is the like it will. You, it's it'll yeah it will it'll, it'll, it'll always you. make you just. go... Well, especially when it's God doesn't exist. He's when he's, it's unnecessary. Like that was all unnecessary pain. Yeah, it's like someone yeah. else, and it's not like pain, like, like you that, get really sick and you're suffering. Like, natural causes. Yeah, it's like someone in, inflicting it onto someone yeah, else. Um, for some dumb reason. M- for, for the most part, it's for no reason. They just randomly... Or they preyed on weak people or, you know, are vulner- or vulnerable... Not see, weak, but vulnerable yeah, people or whatever. Yeah. But. This is... that is That's the thing that keeps me going. Back to, like... And you could probably call it a crutch, and I I would not be offended by that. But that heaven, for me, I sort of ha- like need to believe in heaven when I hear about stories of of people who have lived really have really awful lives, mm-hmm. um, or really awful deaths. Uh, deaths. I just think that that can't be. That just can't be the only experience someone has. Oh, and, you then, know? and, then, and then, then that's it's, it. And then, the, and then it's just mm. nothing. Huh, I never thought about it like that. Because it's like, well, what was the point of their them existing to begin with? Not that them? it was... Yeah, I mean, it's like... Because those are the times when I think, like... It would have been better if none of this... Ex- uh-huh. Like, the, the stories of suffering that I hear, one person going through, like that much suffering to me isn't worth any of this existing. You know? It yeah. would be better, yeah, would I be see better what you're if saying. nothing existed at all than for one person to have to suffer Interesting. Uh, that Interesting. much. I never thought of that. I'll have to think on that. But... <laughs> <laughs> <What? laughs> that just sounded really insincere. <laughs> okay, sincere. okay. Uh huh. I hear you. I hear you, Caleb. Yeah, <laughs> but no, I've I've never thought of that. Yeah. So the irony there is that that's exactly what Jesus had to go through. Was just like terrible suffering and torture and mm-hmm. betrayal, cru- crucifixion and. Abandoned men. Yeah, and he when he had to go through all that just as well.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Devil's advocate here, but it'd be a little easier to deal with that if you know you're coming back. <laughs> 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 so you think oh, on yeah. his way up to the cross, <laughs> he's thinking, you know, in three days I'm gonna be, up, I'm gonna be What's back in the city so buying bread and. I mean, I couldn't do it or, or anything, but uh Well, I mean, but you know, make but I could see someone. I mean, I just said it. But... <laughs> you make it's a, a good, good point. You make a good point cuz the Protestant view is that uh uh <laughs> Jesus went under all of that torture in order as like uh like as payment. Pen, yeah, penance to God like this is I'm I'm taking what the rest of humanity deserves, mm. and that's like the Protestant version of the story, um, focusing like re- really on the death. Where um, other other interpretations, really other interpretations of the story is that it's 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 not the death at the hands of God; it's the death at the hands of humanity, and that it's the resurrection is. The resurrection is the highlight, where it's actually Christ's Christ's death over victory, or victory over death, and so that is the promises that that, that we all that gives into the we eternal all are, mm-hmm. uh, God has given us this gift of victory over death. Yeah, and it's not that Jesus had to come and like needed to be the blood sacrifice. The ultimate for 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 everyone else. Yeah, I don't know. And also, the Bible makes sense. The Bible pretty well articulates that Jesus was under a lot of duress, so it wasn't. I mean, it's funny. Your thought is funny, but I I think he did have some uh, some true like sorrow and distress yeah, I mean, from all, all of those experiences it wasn't just like oh it would still be hard if you knew yeah. you were coming back yeah. well he was full human too yeah like, you have to remember and that. that's his humanity is the yeah the distress he shows but <laughs> but i'm just thinking of like a, a someone who's been through Sounds a lot like of <laughs> suffering could hit you with that thing yeah. yeah like I don't know where when I where I'm going yeah i am yeah. just <laughs> this may never end that's Ever. Interesting. yeah well that's if you think that the, the passion story is all is is a is a, like a blood sacrifice to God narrative hmm then it doesn't maybe work as well hmm <laughs> yeah. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> how far oh, is I'm heaven? still thinking about what Keegan said. It's kind of like the prestige where he <laughs> 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 he's just tricking everybody. And how did he just do that? Just trolling for when he rises from the dead. Wait, what was this? Did I miss this earlier? Or you... No, just. The movie, The Prestige, where Hugh Jackman keeps coming back and people are (laughs) like, what the heck? How did this guy do that? He just had a Tesla. uh, Uh, Any other thoughts on hell? Or heaven? Sorry, I'm getting... They're sort of bleeding together. uh, Yeah, we set out to talk about heaven, we descended into hell, and hopefully we can get back to heaven. Well, that's... so. Yeah, that's what I keep saying is it's easier to talk about hell because it's funner uh well and it's a little easier to well we we're big fans of <laughs> halloween, fans of halloween. <laughs> it's easier to imagine uh loneliness and sadness and pain for eternity it's a little harder to imagine joy for an eternity. yeah now you were talking about this earlier what go ahead. To kind of explain what well, your because, thoughts were about because that because most of the time we're experiencing because we live within time we experience more um loneliness or sadness or i mean even yeah just, even just being down it doesn't even have to be like a, a, it's crazy suffering but just existential being a crisis down sadness um and it's only the there's only the few moments in our lives where we actually experience joy that like trans that's transcendent of time. And those moments are really hard to even hold on to. Yeah, they're pretty fleeting. And so I think it's it's easier to imagine eternity of loneliness than an eternity of joy because we just experience loneliness and sadness so much much more. But see, then there's also like you're kinda of getting into this binary of happy and sad joy and pain when you can there is also the mindset of just accepting the joy that you're in or the pain that you're in and you can actually find uh, a heaven within the suffering if that makes sense it's like just a state of being, a mindset yeah. that you that you're constantly in, no matter what it's is going like, on. Man, uh, you know, I know there's an example of this. I just can't, I don't have one off the top of my head. But uh, well, I mean, Paul talks a lot about it when he's in prison. That's what's so the? Uh, I think it's in Hindu culture, um, or Hindu religion. So, I'm gonna butcher this cause I'm not cause I don't know much about it but the there's someone who's like in Samsara which is like hell mm. and he stays there and helps people get to Nirvana yeah but in that's... doing that he finds Nirvana by being in Samsara and helping people mm-hmm. get to Nirvana yeah that's what I'm talking about that stuff I can't remember if sort that's of that you can create person your, you or can create no, your own heaven the, the Bodhisattvas I think they're called okay yeah that do that um, uh, yeah yes yeah, yeah I mean'm I'm, I'm all for the for that and I wasn't trying to like say uh, I wasn't Intentionally trying to... Well, we around. know what you're trying to say. Well, uh, here's what I'm trying to say. <laughs> None of us um, know what anyone's trying to say. That's true. We're all pretty... Just kind of... F- fumbling <laughs> I, yeah. through this. That's why our podcast is so I successful. Actually, I actually wasn't on a trajectory when I started talking. <laughs> well, we lowered the rim, <laughs> so... started talking. Uh, we are at six feet. Well, yeah. that kind of reminds... So what Keegan's saying kind of reminds me of... Uh, you know in the Bible when Jesus says heaven's already here on earth yeah so what do you guys make of that the idea that it's I mean he says it multiple times that it's already here on earth well I think so find sort of to what Keegan was describing finding a heaven amidst amidst whatever it is you're already in yeah um that could be viewed in a similar way yeah um And that's, obviously that's easier for, depending on your situation, that you find yourself in. Yeah. Yeah. The amount of suffering you're dealing with. Um, But what I'm saying, like, I guess what I was saying is that even that, that's like the transcendental joy that I was talking about, was the, like, acceptance. Mm. I'm not using joy as a synonym for happy. Yeah, yes, you're yeah, you're talking about the peace yeah. that passes understanding. You're talking about the pizza that passes understanding. A, yeah, I'm, I'm talking down about, in my heart. I'm talking about pizza. I'm there will be about, a sea season heaven. I'm Talking about a pepperoni. I'm talking about uh, the works uh <laughs> Hawaiian the works pepperoni. So what do you? But even but so even 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 that the acceptance. Is... I'm gonna stop you right there. <laughs> <I> have other thought. <laughs> <pop. laughs> Canadian bacon <laughs> stuffed crust. <laughs> So, what do you think heaven on I earth mean, is? I mean, how often are you eating pizza? You're eating out. Uh, well, once every, a week? Yeah, once Twice <laughs> if you're on probably a good a week, week? I eat I week. it every <laughs> night. <laughs> You've got. You <laughs> are we. <laughs> well, you and I ate Let's it every see, day for lunch in college. Yeah, but we were enlightened. And it back was then. DiGiorno. But do you count lasagna as sort of a pizza pie? <laughs> Just to get, uh, Sort of Italian based uh, food style. Sort of. Yeah. Uh, so just, <laughs> just, you know, find a local pizzeria. So can can heaven be on earth then, do you think? Yeah. Oh. Uh, and how so? Or the kingdom of heaven. Yeah. I think it's kind of that samsara nirvana thing I yeah, was talking about. Yeah, I think it's, it's, it's finding the... Uh, for whatever reason... Everybody knows the undeniable truth that helping someone else is amazing, but nobody really wants to do it, (laughs) myself included. Man, there's a thought. Uh, It's like you know it. You, like, 100% know it. It's just like you know that working out is good for your body. You know that eating this... Eating those chocolate chip cookies real late at night isn't the good. best thing for you, but you just and it's just that like knowing and doing and the, the yeah, d- it's weird. But Keegan, you sound be... a little like Paul. You know what? Without a <laughs> Peter and a Mary. <laughs> well, without a Cephas because and a. Cause I wanted Paul. Uh, nothing no, I, yeah, at all. I think Keegan's. I think. I think Keegan's right about that. It's you can find it by helping other people. Cuz one of my favorite and cuz you cuz once you quit not only uh, I would even say it's not even that necessarily you're finding heaven, but you're also giving heaven in mm. a sense. Yeah, you got to give, dude. Like someone else gets to experience a goodness yeah. but it also it's like twofold because you're also being rewarded mm-hmm. and then the danger is once you get into this this is this is the uh the dialectic the danger is once you start get getting into like oh if i give if i help people you start to uh, categorize how well your help is or not like oh i didn't Clean a homeless man's feet mm. with my mouth. So, <laughs> this, me just, you know, doing this real little chore of uh, bringing in the mail or whatever just isn't It's not, it's as, not good as, as, as good. Everything, yeah, everything gets twisted into some sort of labeling. That's some sort a of very judgment yeah. And that is what I call you are creating a personal Ten Commandments to hit your. Quota. self over the head with and you have to destroy those immediately mm. with probably the help of someone else but you yeah you're always fun you're all it's weird you're always trying to find ways to make yourself feel ashamed or guilty <laughs> <laughs> not good enough, <laughs> enough huh? so you yeah. have to eat pizza late at night <laughs> to deal with it and then you feel guilty for that <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh. It's, well, you know... It's that self-destructive tendency. Yeah. Though some... S- I th- I think... The flip side is people... There are people who are good at not feeling ashamed or guilty. And those are usually people you don't want to be around, either. Because they've taken it too far the other way? Yeah. Hmm. Because they love... They're just... They love themselves. And they're actually okay with not being helpful. <laughs> <laughs> you can go too far Any in, pointing in a direction you can always go too far in that direction well yeah I think in America at least everything is deals in extremes so you gotta like realize that Everyth- everything everything in America deals <laughs> in extremes and then you have to find you have to be okay with nuance and balance and find what that is hmm I love nuance it, balance. They were the ones sure. with the, the N on it, right? The big yeah. Nuance balance. Yeah, I usually try not to use extreme language like everything that yeah. I did. But well, we it also makes sense in the context. But it totally that, makes sense. Totally and completely <laughs> makes it sense. It absolutely, undeniably... <laughs> but, uh... Yeah, you gotta find the nuance. That's why if you say something... If you say something nuanced, most people will shove it either into the left extreme or the right extreme. Oh, I do that all the time. I can't think of an example. I'm really bad oh, at... Oh, I've got an example. Someone was talking about uh, the movie, uh, The Other Guys. Um, will Ferrell and... And Mark Wahlberg. Matt Wahlberg. And Matt Wahlberg. <laughs> <laughs> and, um... Michelle Keaton and uh, and they, they were talking about that movie, and I just I chime in. Oh, that movie was great. That was a great movie. And he he looks at me and goes, "Well, it wasn't a great movie, but uh, it was a fine. Movie. It was a I, good movie." I immediately realized my error, and I course corrected. But it's that it's that kind of thing where you uh, is that the example you're looking for? No. Okay, let me let me throw out another one. Try right. again. So my friend was talking about this movie, um, called Daddy's, "Daddy's Home." Called "Daddy's Home," starring Will Ferrell uh, Daddy's Daddy's and Matt Wahlberg Matt Wahlberg. And they were talking about it. I said that movie is the worst movie I've ever seen. And they said, "Well, no, it was, a, it was okay. It was a fine movie." Mm. Is that kind of the example you're looking for? I'm trying to find one without movies involved. Okay. Gosh, now that you say that, I, I why, use okay. that sort of language every day. So, yeah, my everyone, friend was talking about this. TV everyone show. does. <laughs> <laughs> Not everyone. No, but I, in that case, I did mean it every day. I, I use that sort of language. Yeah. Where I, if I'm describing something, it's either, uh, well, you hear people say that a lot. I've that is the worst part. Yeah. Right. Oh, that is the best. Yeah, like worst, best. I hear everything. worst more. I think you know because we lo- we tend to focus on the negative. My my theory is that I say that kind of stuff. It's because you you don't get hurt if you're nuanced. Like in order for people to hear you, you have to take an extreme viewpoint of something, or people because it's more dramatic. Yeah, it's not really interesting. It's also anymore. less. It takes less. Um, thought, right? To yeah. to uh, get to the point. Well, I you, find you know where they stand and right away. Yeah, um, I know you don't want to talk about movies, so I won't. Or as an example, but um, I was... Uh, whenever I talk about TV shows, I'll always say... <laughs> You're in the neighborhood of movies, but continue. <laughs> well, Keegan, I'm going to let Caleb continue because TV show... Movie, Jason. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, you'll talk about when you when you talk about any kind of media form, the conversations that are always had is like, this thing was this part was good, this part was not good. Uh, good acting, good it's everything's either good or it's not good, and that's about. That's a that's about the uh, uh, the depth of the analysis of, of it's the sort of like uh um, whenever I whenever diving I into the the shallow side of the pool. Yeah. You don't wanna get you don't want You're not submerged. supposed to dive. There is a sign you there don't. on the on the top. <laughs> you don't want to get fully submerged. Submerged. You're <laughs> not going head first. Um, I think we're still not getting Keegan's example going. Still not drumming it up. I forget it. what we were trying to figure out. The extremes? Hell is the worst! No, it's not. <laughs> is it? It's, I mean, you can find it in uh, belief systems. Yeah. Heaven like, and hell where, are already kind of set into an extreme. Or, or just where people say, my way is right and your way is wrong. Or politics. Poli- very, yeah, there you I go. Mean, no, Any news show. Any kind of ideology. Any sort of Ugh, any sort of debate show functions that way. Or sports, you can see it in yeah. Sports debate functions sports. that way. Let's do the extremes and you shout at each other for five minutes and yeah. And it makes it interesting and <laughs> fun and I like it and you really get to see people's personality come across and. <laughs> You're right. You do. I love it. Um, Is that why the documentary Has become so popular Because you can really story tell It's not these These sound bites of an argument And you really get to see Like broader pictures of things You know You get the nuance mm, Maybe I don't know There's don't always know. a bias in documentaries too But Yeah They don't have to be extreme But at least biases, it's not given to you In a two minute Here's an example Segment I feel like a lot of news. Well, maybe I shouldn't get into that. <laughs> I'll just say a lot of news will. Um, Fear mongering. They'll group. They'll group like. Oh, uh, there you go. Uh, so if you're like-minded uh, people. If, together? So if you're if you're a liberal, you're. Um, you're a socialist, and if you're a Republican, you're a fascist. Yeah, the like group. And that's it. Like that. You have to be one or the other. If you, yeah, if you so there's no such thing are, as like a middle. Yeah, you have to be um, one or the other. If you're, if you affiliate with yeah one of those groups. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I was gonna say something more extreme, but that's still pretty extreme. <laughs> uh, I guess seems like the news tries to make certain uh, religious groups come across as villains. Oh yeah, and then they want you to think whenever you are in the presence of a specific kind of religious person that they are anti-America or whatever. <laughs> yeah, and that's really I love jacked up. There's there's words like anti-American, bigot, uh, <laughs> what, what the, uh, any kind of like phobic, blah 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 phobic. Uh, they like just throwing out words, <laughs> just throwing out words to 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 label someone they don't like, and as soon as you can. As soon as you you assign that label to someone, anything they say is no longer relevant. Yeah. Yeah, and it doesn't even have to be Mm facts-based. Oh, no. no. There's no research. There's no, it's just, if I'm a popular voice, everyone will take whatever I say as absolute truth. Yeah. Fortunately, it's just popular voices doing it to other popular voices and... Really, if someone's popular, you maybe shouldn't be listening to them. Yeah, that that would be the way to, to, to end that, is just turn it off. I think another massive boycott, basically. You always want to, if ever, here's my theory. If ever you're listening to someone who's really popular and you like what they have to say, listen to their old stuff. Listen to the stuff they were saying before they got popular, because that's where the gold is. As soon as they get popular, they change their message to fit their fan base so that they, can, they can remain popular. Interesting. Hmm. That's my theory. Some people say said worse things before they were popular. <laughs> yeah, that's true. They tamped it <laughs> down. <true>. Yeah. <laughs> well, then you'll know not to listen. Well, he said, <laughs> it's, a, he said it's a theory. He didn't yeah. say it was a proof. If they're saying worse things before they were popular, then you should rethink... Everything on this show <laughs> is a theory. Maybe you should rethink whether or not uh, you should be listening to them at all. Yeah. Even the way uh, I don't how our, in our upbringing how we were told about other either other religions or other ways of life or other ways of thinking, they were painted as the other. Yeah. And it was this mm-hmm. very like extreme. Almost removing their like human connectivity to yeah. you, and they're just so different from you. Yeah, they're they're trying to make your life worse. <laughs> yeah, yeah, whatever it is. <laughs> um, and then you just grow up and join uh, the hate church. Yeah. <laughs> Well, we didn't do that. We didn't, no, no, we did not. We are not affiliated. Yeah, with I don't. Whatever. I just I mean, remember viewing it more as not that they were like unhuman, but just that they whatever they believed was wrong. Yeah, I, yeah. but see, then that starts to like devalue their opinion. I think we were pretty fortunate, mm-hmm. and there's a weird. Uh, yeah, because I don't remember. Sorry we, to cut uh, you off, Kale, but just to follow on Keaton's side, I don't remember like meeting. People that weren't like-minded and and um, shutting them out, or I mean, you. We still. I guess what I'm saying is, still treat them with dignity. Um, I just remember thinking, or thinking whatever they believe is. probably wrong, I'm not which is still just, kind of close-minded. Yeah, but... I still don't like the idea of... I mean... Here, well, can I just sort of jump in here with a little bit? You become of... like a closet bigot, right? You'd, you'd well, respect everyone, again. but then you just kind of like... Uh, the, everything you say is not right because my parents told me. So. <laughs> well, I think I don't or, think that's I, what a bigot is. I'm, hold on, I'm gonna just jump in is, here and, ch- and try and a see bigot if we can... has more of a hate. Can to I it? just? <laughs> <laughs> um, I th- I think we were sort of taught. Um, Smallest? We weren't. <laughs> huh? Yeah. No, keep, well, Dale, I, Dale, we keep going. What? We weren't even taught it. It was just kind of like. Just kind of came with the territory was that we we saw groups as the other, but then we were always taught to respect people as individuals and so I th- hmm. I think when we whenever we dealt with people on an individual basis, the way we would the way we saw like groups never really um, interfered with the way we treated individuals. Yeah, that's true. But I think it was just the, like... Yeah. It was the... This group... Is has, wrong. Ha, is wrong. But when you talk with the individuals, you would always, like... I feel like we were always respectful. I mean, I... Re- Maybe we were. I mean, yeah. I don't feel like I... I hope I didn't disrespect anyone, but I remember being explicitly told... <laughs> Catholics are less uh, than Protestants. Who told you that? that so, Maybe you shouldn't name names. Well, I was never told that. This was. This I was, was. We were. I, I just want to say we were never. We weren't told that at our at our regular church, or in our regular hometown, or in by our parents. They never said that. Yeah, we were told that our parents when, never when we visited told me that. We were told that when we visited. We spent a summer. In a, place. Um, in a place. Oh, okay. A, I got us at a separate church. It was were... a completely different denomination yeah. than what we grew up in. I was gonna um, say I don't ever I remember but learning then, that Catholics were just well, Christians okay. that did things different. But at our regular church, at one point, some guy during discussion, one of the leaders <laughs> was he a was he a college leader? Man, I want to hear more we'll about see. that. I don't know <laughs> what he was. I don't even know his name, but... He was telling some story about how uh, this Catholic person helped... helped someone out in a way that... you know, Protestants should be helping someone out. And it's like, man, these, this Catholic guy, he's really got it. He's, you know, he's... And it was told in a way that's like... Normally, they Catholics... <laughs> yeah, it was told, it was told <laughs> in a way that was like, yeah, and usually those Catholics aren't that good, but they're, this you know, time, he did it better than I did. They're, they're praying to the saints. That was at our church. You know, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it you was think a, some of the stigma yeah. of that like, was a, that was like a guest speaker though it wasn't was a, a mainstay. But. I wonder if some of the stigma also came from just you hearing a bunch of Catholic stories as a child and not fully understanding them. Like they kept just getting in trouble with like pedophilia and that sort of stuff. Hmm. I think I don't yeah. I think most. The... I think most people. Could, the people. The people that we that were telling us explicitly that catholics aren't christian was because of um their own insecurity. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, their their reasoning was the praying to the saints and and praying to Mary. Um, that and church was also a bit on the extreme they're side. Very extreme, they were extreme and they yeah. also didn't didn't really have any like I wouldn't say they had much sound theology that spanned anything before like the 20th century yeah maybe the the 19th century and everything was sort of based on just feelings versus like having a theology for your yeah your church and yeah i mean it's very much rooted in literal interpretations Mm. of the bible and um completely ignores the first 100 years of and beyond, <laughs> well, like the, the church first, history, maybe the first eighteen hundred years. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, we started in nineteen eighty five. But they didn't get it. They didn't have everything wrong. But yeah, I don't know. I don't I, just just most. <laughs> yeah, I didn't like. Yeah, I don't think. I didn't like being like brought up thinking viewing other religious groups as the other or different or well I didn't I yeah that and I didn't like not being oh you you almost felt this like you're not allowed to be exposed to it either mm-hmm. like if well, I no. if I had other religious texts or anything it that that might be a big conversation like if you brought the Quran into yeah. the house or, the, or like even I don't know the Apocrypha or like any, are you talking about as being a child like in middle school because I think our dad's read all that stuff oh yeah maybe yeah I think yeah, he I has I think in yeah I think in, I, it might just be me projecting <laughs> that I couldn't I think in I middle also wasn't school or <laughs> <in> something <laughs> middle school wasn't interested in
1: yeah, it would other be, religions
0: I think that would be like bringing, you would like hide that if you were (laughs) reading it. I think now you can. I remember one. I think now when you, dad wouldn't care. (laughs) Now that I don't live at home and I'm (laughs) a 36 hour plus drive from (laughs) your house. Uh, I want to say that I liked the Catholics because every Sunday they would open up. For open gym and we could go (laughs) go get some good runs in, just get a nice sweat on. (laughs) on Yeah, I mean, Mm. when you're middle school and high school, it's church is just basketball. Yeah, that's what you're going for. Yeah. What's weird to me is he has risen to ten feet. Look, I (laughs) (laughs) I played basketball at Catholic churches, uh, Baptist churches, Wesleyan churches. That basketball doesn't Press. matter. It doesn't matter what hoop it's going through. The ball does not have a bias. Yeah, it is faceless. It is nameless. <laughs> it, is is it is ageless. Uh, it is just... ageless. And we want him, and we're gonna get him. <laughs> we're gonna. <laughs> uh and uh so basketball there's a lesson there the true church yeah mm-hmm. it can teach us a lot about how we should treat one when another was that? when was basketball made working well, as a 19, team and 1910s maybe? something like that yeah i don't mm-hmm. know when they What's that guy's name that made it maybe like 1918 um, that uh, sounds Joe like. basketball <laughs> <laughs> uh, james naismith does that sound right yeah no no, that is his name. That's not it his is, name. It That's, is. Uh, I invented the sport of ball in Canada, like James Joe Naismith. Basketball. No. Uh, <laughs> shout out to Ron. Yeah, Canadian. In oh, was he? Is Canadian? Uh huh. It's not American. <laughs> huh. Um, but back on the Catholic subject, I w- Catholic ball. I, I, at least we were exposed to Catholicism. I sort of. Wish we had also been exposed to the Orthodox churches as well, because that is like a thing that—that that is a whole um, side of the of Christianity that I have just been learning about. <laughs> mm. and, was there even uh, an Orthodox church in the town? Probably. Maybe there was one. There probably I was. I wouldn't have maybe mind not. being exposed to Buddhists. Yeah. Because now I find myself interested in Buddhist. Again, I don't. I mean, maybe I'm wrong, but I don't even remember knowing of a. Was there a temple in the. I just not. don't no, know hard, if that stuff was yeah, in our city. Yeah. There was a, it was a synagogue. I don't think there was a mosque. Maybe there was. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe, maybe all that stuff was there, who knows? um maybe it was just tiny. there had to be other religions there, we well, you just, said there was a synagogue, we were just, yeah, yeah, there was, was some Wiccan, like, oh, there was Wiccan, oh, yeah, was Wiccan, but they didn't really have like a building now, I remember inviting you to their service key and you <laughs> you Sorry. said you didn't want to go. You know exactly. what? We did. So I have... don't know where all this open-mindedness came from. We learned about they did have a cool thing in uh, at our youth group that was what re- religion do you guys want to learn about? And we would all just pick one. Oh, and then they would uh, talk about Wiccan it. Wiccan was one of them. But, oh, I uh, remember that. But how do they talk about it though? The Wiccan when they... they interviewed a Wiccan at his house. Oh. Uh. He just talked. So it was like a video. But we, you also don't understand, like, this information. The other ones weren't videos, so some of the information is coming through, like, a Christian bias. It's Well, it's sort of like. Like, I think why, we we're, al- why we're right and why. Yeah. It's I mean. Kind of from that angle. I you do also know. We're I- just at an age where a lot of that stuff just goes right over your head. You don't really understand. Yeah, because actually, I do remember learning about Islam. I remember we had a Sunday school class about Islam when we were in like um, middle school, and you just—I don't like—you're just not prepared. You're just chomping at the bit to get back out on that basketball court. (laughs) You're just trying to serve. Does this have to do? with my game! You're just trying to serve your time for the service so you can go back to playing with your friends. I mean, when it's all said and done, I didn't really care about Christianity either. (laughs) I just wanted to play basketball. (laughs) They they gotta not keep the Dreamcast in the same room as the service! Mm. (laughs) Yeah. Mm. Yeah, so that's hell, But... (laughs) The great thing is, is that everyone's going to heaven, so, uh... You're going to some form... You're going there eventually, so... And it's going to be called something else. Be kind. To one another. Okay. Uh... I like how he saves the... The theology bombshell for right when we're about to end the podcast. Be kind. Oh. Be nice. What, the be kind? Just be nice. What are the six pillars of McConaughey? Respect. Um, nice. Responsibility. Honesty. Honesty. Is that one? Correct. I think it's honesty, loyalty, <laughs> friends for eternity. <laughs> <laughs> honesty, loyalty, <laughs> stick together. Ding, ding, ding friends for eternity honesty loyalty will stick together through thick or thin if you've never seen Miami Connection go check it out right now screening at a heaven near you (laughs) (laughs) goodbye thank you for listening to another episode of Lowering the Rim Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Lowering the rim, And feel free to email us your fan questions, loweringtherim at gmail.com. We'll see you next time.